0: Are we actually very tiny and galaxies are actually the brain cells of even larger human beings? Are snowflakes, tiny microchips and snowmen are the greatest supercomputers of all? (laughs) Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life. That's right, it's Tuesday. Welcome back to the podcast. We're back
1: on a Tuesday. Glad to be here. Happy to be here. This is my... Favorite day of the week. Is that right? This is the day we get to bring the paranormal world to these, these sheeple, minions, these little, little mindless Dumb drones. drones. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: really nice. Every other day of the week, me and Rory are running around, you know, just full to the brim of paranormal facts. Right. For most of our life, it's been like that. And then every Tuesday now, we just get to like unload it. It's
1: awesome. <laughs> In a heaping pile, almost <laughs> scream it from the top of my lungs. Monday night. At 11:59, I am in cold sweats in my bed, and then as soon as I hear that clock tick over, I scream raw. I call it the purge. <laughs> That's right, every week. <laughs>
0: I've really Wednesday through Monday, I just fast.
1: Right. Tuesday is my cheat day. (laughs) So you eat a week's worth of food on one day. Uh Absolutely,
0: I do. Yeah. I try to average kind of 20 to 35,000 calories. Jesus Christ. uh, Between the hours of 2 to 4 a.m. Tuesday. I mean,
1: if you're seeing ghosts (laughs) and that's why you need to be on this podcast, like, I have an explanation for that. That's not a mystery. This is This Paranormal Life, mm-hmm. the only podcast where every Tuesday we
0: dissect a different paranormal tale to work out whether it is true or whether it is false.
1: What have you got for me today, Kit? Well, I thought I would
0: do something topical for once. You know, a lot of the time we got to wind the clock back, right. you know, millions of goddamn years to before the records and we conveniently don't have to provide
1: evidence. Exactly.
0: But I don't know. Have you watched a show called Stranger Things, Roy? I have watched a show called Stranger Things, Mm, kid. Is that right? Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, tremendous show. It's very Uh, good. We're just on the second season now, I think. It's a Netflix original. Mm -hmm. Incredible show. And it it tackles the most important shit around, which is the paranormal. And it just so happens that the plot of Stranger Things is borderline fact. No. No. Eleven, real. Demogorgon, real as hell. The upside down. I live in the upside down. How about that? Granted, it didn't go down exactly how it did on Netflix, but I thought it would be fun to trace the true, factual, and excruciatingly real events that inspired Stranger excruciatingly Things.
1: Excruciatingly real is a very interesting choice of words. Give me your fingers. <laughs> you start, like, stretching out my fingers. I'm like, this isn't even in Stranger Things. I don't think you've seen the show. The writers
0: of Stranger Things are actually reluctant to talk about it, but that's because they know what's good for them. But not everyone knows that the working title of Stranger Things was actually SAVE US! <laughs> <laughs> We're locked Could in. this be a hidden message buried in the title of the show? Not everyone knows that the working title of Stranger Things was actually Montauk. okay we have to assume that men in black looking corporate fat cats made them change it because they said in an interview that it was very painful but they had to change the name
1: stretching fingers painful
0: (laughs) why would they have to change it after all what's wrong with Montauk New York State it's a beautiful and tiny fishing village right right at the top of the state looking out to sea only 3,000 people live there that's really small I'm actually going to show you a picture of it right now okay so you can see how adorable it is I kind of want to visit it now all right. Except you won't have to hear what the shit I have to tell you. <laughs> Describe to the lazy listeners at home that don't want to Google, Montauk, uh, what it looks like.
1: Okay. I am a very descriptive man. I've actually been praised in uh, poetry class for, you know, very colorfully describing mm-hmm. scenarios and situations. So I'll have a swing at this one. <clears throat> Go for it. The sky is a uh, blue, is a blue sky. Um, Most star, yeah. Coast. Coast? we're on the yeah. coast there's a sea there uh-huh. is one sea also blue <laughs> yeah i'm you i'm painting you a picture now you can see it. it's a bad picture sand yellow mostly okay um, where the shadows are a little darker there's less light in the shadows okay i think most of is, the most beach. listeners
0: do know what a shadow is but that's fine right if you just move on
1: the absence of light is creating some sort of lightless shadow is this still
0: a shadow. I thought, right, yeah, no, we're still on the shadow. Oh, we're still okay. Yeah, I, thought we I, made th- past that. <laughs>
1: I really want to just make sure we get the shadow part across. Okay, it looks like a. Sh- oh yeah, sorry, your computer was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Now I see it. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful beach, actually. Yeah, Scorching. I was looking at my own reflection in the glass. Sandy hair, beautiful blue sky, blue eyes. The beach is sad. It looks tired. It looks depressed and lonely. Montauk, I feel like I know that guy. Why do I recognize his face? The beach is me. So you know it's you. Yeah. <laughs> um, It looks like a beautiful seaside-ish town. Blue yeah. skies. There's a lighthouse there. You know, it looks pretty pretty nice yeah i'd go there for a little fishing holiday it doesn't look dissimilar to where
0: we grew up no it doesn't actually and that's why this tale is all the more horrifying why does that make it more terrifying (laughs) it's like i always say whenever you watch a horror movie a really good horror movie is set in the daytime
1: that's true that's a really good point it's hard
0: to haunt daytime yeah if you can freak people out during the day if you can freak people out on a sunny californian beach Right, you're like the goddamn Jean Claude Van Damme of ghosts of ghouls. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's good at. You're the Arnold Swart. Why am I picking all these foreign movie these stars?
1: <laughs> you are the Steven you're Seagal, the legit <laughs> Bruce Lee of ghosts.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful time. Well, what if I told you that Montauk today has become a byword for clandestine government experimentation and mind bending interdimensional mysteries? Okay.
1: Let me try. Like Area 51 has become like a symbol for. That's right. The the, the paranormal. Exactly right.
0: Let me ask you a question. This is a few episodes
1: ago. Do you remember the
0: Philadelphia experiment?
1: Yes, I do remember the Philadelphia experiment in which the government Mm -hmm. was doing some shady stuff, secret stuff, trying to create invisible ships. That's exactly right. Well remembered. Thank you. That was when they, the U.S. government was trying
0: to create an invisibility device. The story goes that they tried it on the battleship Eldridge and it went horribly wrong. Man fused with boats. <laughs> right. Got lost in the deep freeze. <laughs> right. Burst into flames in the deep freeze. For 30 days. Uh, lost their minds. They got lost in interdimensional voids. It's an incredibly controversial story we did deem it to be untrue right of course but i would ask you to suspend disbelief (laughs) once more because as it happens the tale of montauk starts exactly where the tale of the philadelphia experiment ends
1: after the success of the phil a girl named 11 burst into (laughs) flames for 30 days the freeze she cried it is deep you haven't even (laughs) seen stranger things obviously
0: (laughs) i follow them on instagram i get the drift (laughs) After the success of the Philadelphia Project in uncovering a powerful new weapon, the U.S. military decided to develop this technology further right under the nose of Congress. Those fat cats in Congress would never approve something that sends men to the deep freeze. Okay, this so what you're saying is it was successful. It was successful and it did something. I guess they saw what it did and they were like, We could turn this on the Soviets. Okay, you pointed at We turn this enemy. on North
1: Korea. Okay.
0: But... The fact they had to go covert on this one under the nose of
1: the fat cats that be, that meant this had to be top secret. I'm just imagining at the meeting, they bring the invisibility ray there to the table. They do the pitch. Congress is like, absolutely not. You you, you killed 50 men. You destroy one of our ships, one of them time-traveled for 20 years, as he's explaining this. The general's just like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, slowly turning the invisibility ray to himself. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh, I know what you're doing. No, what? (laughs) You're turning the ray towards yourself. Don't push that, don't push that button. (laughs) Admiral Floating Gun, what do you
0: say now, Senator? (laughs) The problem is, if Congress can't know about it, let alone approve it, where is the cashola going to come from.
1: Right, right.
0: As we discussed, the Philadelphia project was in the 40s. So around this time, the Allies are kicking asses all around the world. And whenever they defeat Nazi Germany, do you think they're they're, they're letting them keep all their nice shit? No. Hell no. Absolutely not. They all took... that alien
1: technology? You're no damn way.
0: right. You think they're letting them keep the metal library to themselves? That's absolutely another story not. for another day. They took all their like nice paintings and mansions and whatnot. But I hear what you're saying. Paintings and, and German frankfurters aren't gonna pay for an international weapons development program right well i have two words for you
1: (laughs) nazi gold (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) are you (laughs) kidding me how did you know that (laughs) are you serious
0: nazi gold
1: are you serious that's what you (laughs) wrote down i'm a little bit worried because the fact that what I thought was going to be the most ridiculous uh-huh. answer was what you it's had written fact. down. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: You're you're actually a lot smarter than you look, <laughs> Rory. That's right, folks. Allegedly, the U.S. military found about ten billion dollars of Nazi gold on a German train in France after the war ended. It's crazy. Just chilling there. Suddenly. The project's got funding. That baby has been kick-started. Suddenly, the project was funded, and the gold disappeared mysteriously (laughs) from the train. Soldiers coming across it, and they're like, we can use this to rebuild, you know, Pearl Harbor. Admiral Floating Gun (laughs) cracks a soldier over the back of the head. I don't know where this money's going. (laughs) Bar by bar, the gold is just floating down the railroad. And around this time... The Air Force had decommissioned a base in a little-known place called Montauk. Uh Uh-oh. It was perfect. Remote, small population, a port for shipping personnel and equipment in and out. It was named the Phoenix Project. It's told that experimentation began at Camp Hero in Montauk in the 60s. To keep everything top secret, the military closed the park, declaring it a contaminated environment. work continued in montauk underground facilities oh sneaky you never really think about that but all like area 51 restricted spaces like that
1: yeah we just don't know what's going on down there it's very true and that again is a theme in stranger things it's at the surface things can appear you know kosh they appear above (laughs) board but down below in the upside down you don't know what's going on down there. It's true. We have a basement in this house. Uh-huh. I've never been to. Day 1 I moved in, I boarded it up. I thought that would be the smartest move despite the the yelps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> (laughs) The cries and
0: whimpers from below.
1: Yeah, of course. I had a flatmate I never met. I assumed he kept creepy shit down there, so I boarded it up. Every night, I swear to God, I can hear screams coming from that basement. The landlord is actually pretty chill as long as you pay his rent. Right, uh, exactly, which I have been doing, uh signing all the checks with his name. So... Philadelphia
0: experiment ends. The US military keeps up the experimentation but under new covert operations in Montauk, New York State. This is going on in the 60s. The trouble is, what what we know about these early experiments at Montauk is very thin on the ground. That's because they don't want us to know. Of course. That's a problem. But there are reports from the Montauk area, from locals. They would say that randomly out of nowhere there would be two hour crime waves <laughs> triggered like nothing and they would immediately <laughs> cease other signals would cause animals to charge into time or would shut down car electronics i'm sorry do you have a problem with this story
1: the crime waves <laughs> what do you mean like like something would happen it would it hit 12 and everyone would just drop and everything would they're steal doing sweets from <laughs> shops
0: that's right what that kind of my- crime are you thinking of
1: I'm just imagining it gets to the point where someone's just walking down the street and they see a television in the window and they're like, "Uh Uh-oh, I feel a crime wave coming on. (laughs) (gasps) Oh no, I can hear the signals now. (laughs) (laughs) What happened here, sir? Uh, Was the crime wave? All right, very good. On your way. But the thing about the truth
0: is, truth is a a lot like weeds. You can try to stamp them...
1: It's a lot like weed, did you say? It's delicious when you hit it. When someone's got it, you want it. Yeah. Pass it around. Hit it once. Pass it to the left. Bong truth. Bong that truth. When you rip it, your eyes go red. <laughs> when you try and hold in a drag of truth, you get teary-eyed and cough. You gotta you, let that truth out. You get lightheaded.
0: When you get too much truth, you just can't stop snacking. <laughs> Cops are
1: always trying to confiscate the truth, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You
0: know what I'm saying? Now, what I'm saying is you try to stamp it out, you, r- you rip it apart, but those suckers just keep growing back. Weed and weeds, is what I'm saying. Right. The truth can only be suppressed for so long. What we do know, what is committed to fact, is that in 1983, an experiment was run at Montauk that changed everything. My God. So, flashback to the Philadelphia experiment. I don't know if you remember, but two men named... Al Bielik and Duncan Cameron claimed that they were on the Eldridge when the Philadelphia experiment took place and they claimed that they jumped overboard in hyperspace. Right. And landed in the future. That was kind of where we ended the story. Yeah. Um, The story didn't end there, is what I'm saying.
1: Okay, okay. So we're picking up where they left off. These two gentlemen have been catapulted into the future and presumably have appeared in Montauk? Al has
0: talked in interviews about what happened after he jumped overboard from the Eldridge in hyperspace. This is what he had to say. There were two tests that were running exactly 40 years apart to the date. It was a 40-year separation in hyperspace. The earth itself has a biorhythm that peaks on a 20-year cycle on August 12th. Not real, (laughs) but continue. It just happened to peak and provided the connecting link through the fields of the Earth for How- the two experiments to lock up in hyperspace. How does
1: he know this? Because he lived
0: it. But that doesn't mean he knows exactly what's I'm happening. I'm sorry, have you jumped overboard in <laughs> hyperspace? I said, do you know anything about wormholes?
1: <laughs> is there, I guess maybe, yeah, experiencing hyperspace is the cliched eyes widen and you experience the knowledge of the universe mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I've experienced things and not understood what happened. What like? I've fallen down the stairs in the dark before <laughs> and not known how it happened. But I had to accept in God's grace <laughs> that there was a purpose behind it all. Right. The only weird thing was I started falling in the 70s. <laughs> and by the time I hit the ground... I'm friggin' 70, It was 2017. Dude. I am 70. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That
0: Nivea shit, that anti aging shit. <laughs> it actually works. It actually works pretty freaking well. Dermatologists hate me for this one <laughs> simple trick. Back to the story. The ship was pulled into hyperspace. We were inside the ship and knew something was drastically wrong with the test. We tried to shut it off, but it wouldn't shut off. We ran on the deck and jumped over the side of the ship. We jumped overboard but ended up in a time tunnel which ended at Montauk, Long Island on August twelfth, 1983. At night, we were found very quickly by military and taken into the underground base, where von Neumann, one of the scientists on the Eldridge, greeted us. He was expecting us. It was kind of a shock. We had just been in 1943, and now we were in 1983, looking at von Neumann as an old man. <laughs> he explained that there had been a hyperspace lockup, and we had to go back and shut off the generators on the ship, or the hyperspace rift would keep increasing and possibly engulf the planet. Where's he, the ship, though? He, the had ship been wa- in- oh, sorry. he had been waiting 40 years for us to arrive.
1: <laughs> so... Immediate thoughts. I don't... You've taken characters from a story I said wasn't real. Uh Uh-huh. And you've brought them into this one. I don't see why that would be a problem. And ask me what I think about it. Uh Uh-huh. That's like saying, oh yeah, uh, you know the story of Robin Hood? Well, he was there on 9-11. It doesn't make any sense. Santa caused (laughs) 9-11. It's madness. I... uh, I'm excited to see where this is going to go uh-huh. because I'm kind of a sucker for stories about government conspiracies and and, and of course. You know, along those lines. So I'm ready to hear this one through. I will put aside my skepticism for now. Well, you'll be glad
0: to know that we're very much over the hump of uh, like ridiculousness. That's uh, good. We're going into hardcore facts. Don't worry about that. Right. Like we're, I'm going to bring this right. It's going to make a lot of sense where I'm going. Cool, cool, cool. Montauk Base sent us back through the wormhole Jesus to Christ. destroy the generator. Oh my god! But it wasn't that easy. You know, fucking duh. When they went through the wormhole, they were followed. <laughs> Just what? As Al and Duncan went through the wormhole
1: This is ridiculous
0: A creature entered 1983 in Montauk I don't know why you think this is funny, sir Good man died on August 12th, 1983 in Montauk, Long Island Von Neumann waited 40 years for this day Al said, everyone went into a panic they shut the transmitter off. But the creature ate people and equipment. Hal and Duncan were able to go through the wormhole into 1943 and smash up the equipment and the generator with axes. This stopped the hyperspace travel, returning the boat to its harbor, Al and Duncan to 1983, and the Montauk Beast
1: back to wherever it came from. Okay. So they weren't followed. You said they were followed? Hmm? You said that you said that they went through the wormhole and they were followed.
0: I don't believe I said any such thing. <laughs> I don't believe that that's on the record,
1: to be honest. And uh, I resent that you're recording me right now. <laughs> we're gonna get to the end of this podcast, and I'm gonna be like, "So everything that you mentioned about Montauk, I don't—I have no recollection of that." What? <laughs> I have no recollection of that. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> I put on aviators. It was classified. Classified. Okay. So I'll give you that, Rory. This insane story throws up way more questions than answers. Alright, how did they get to this point? Well, Al Bielek, the man who was sent forward in time, actually came to recount all of this in the late 80s. A sci-fi movie was made about the Philadelphia Experiment.
1: Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Al... Yep.
0: Al watched the movie and felt like he had seen it somewhere before. He sought out New Age therapies, hoping that someone would be able to piece together his lost and fragmented memories.
1: Wait, he watched the movie uh-huh. of what had happened to him and felt like he'd seen it before? Yeah. He, it was him! He, he did it! The uh-huh. movie's based on him! Yeah. What? <laughs> That's why he feels like he doesn't need New Age psychic medicine. So the movie didn't feature him. Right. But it's about everything that he did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to feel like he's done it before. But it's more complicated than that, Rory. All if, right.
0: if you're involved in a top level, top brass government mission, you think that you just get to keep those memories, just like it's your, like, freaking seventh birthday party and you just get to relive it. No. You've seen Men in Black. They bring yeah. out the freaking
1: neuralizers and they zap you. If you can't remember ever doing a covert operation uh-huh. in your life, that's when you should be worried. That's what I'm saying. If I could remember one of the faces that I have assassinated, I would sleep peacefully at night. Exactly. But not remembering the face of any of my assumed dozens of victims. I turn on the news every night. Homicides. Every city around the world. <laughs> oh, I know. That's me. <laughs> and you think, I've seen this before. I know those faces. I watched them on last night's news. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like
0: uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for better help
1: together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com paranormallife Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. hel dot Paranormal Life.
0: <laughs> Al was able to remember his involvement in Philadelphia and Montauk and that his name wasn't Al Bielek at all, but Edward Cameron. The Duncan Cameron that traveled through time with him, but has since
1: died, was his brother oh interesting plot twist they forgot they were brothers yes through time yes all right i'm not there's <laughs> enough for me to nitpick here i'm gonna let that one just settle i know what you're
0: thinking this is mad oh no, you don't i love that i keep pretending that i'm coming back to your level
1: i know you keep <laughs> so you're like but don't worry we're moving on from that this is when things got weird <laughs> This seems crazy, but Al
0: became vindicated a couple of years later when a man called Preston Nichols wrote a book about everything that happened and his involvement in it. This is called The Montauk Project Experiments in Time. Okay. Preston laid it all out. how In Montauk, it all began seeing how minds could interface with computer systems. It was pretty innocent. They wanted to see, could you fly a fighter jet with pure thought? I mean, things like that—they're trying to work out today. I mean, they've got are like they? computers that you can control. Like, it just tracks your eyes, and you like blink to click the mouse and stuff like that. Blink to drop the nuke. Blink three times to call your mum. Blink twice to drop the nuke. Right, it's twice quite, as the it, nuke. It's very, very uh, subtle that way. <laughs> but of course, do you think the the the, the government are going to stop there? If they get computers you can control with your mind, they're just going to stop there. They wanted to use this technology to control the minds. Of everyone. Absolutely. He, they wanted to use this in war. Preston detailed how the government was using the radar tower on Montauk to broadcast mind control signals. I'm going to show you what Montauk base looks like.
1: Okay, so this could be an explanation for the riot times. Exactly.
0: They're, they're blasting some sort of waves into teens' brains, causing them to steal liquor and candy from stores that for sure does look suspicious it's a creepy base
1: yeah it's a bit it looks a bit overgrown a bit run down but still quite active very
0: active they just said that's like a contaminated environment and shut it all off
1: yeah contaminated with truth (laughs) or with lies (laughs) weed (laughs) weed that's what i meant weed (laughs) little reminder guys if you want to see any of these pictures and show notes you can check them out on the this paranormal life patreon
0: They were using this radio tower to broadcast signals that they were testing on the locals. This is crucial because, so far, Al Belick is a nut job, right? Yes, very much. Preston Nichols writes this book saying that he himself operated this tower with Duncan Cameron. Okay. The guy that Al Belick traveled through time with.
1: Why did he start operating the tower? (sighs) (sighs) You really didn't want me to ask that question, did you?
0: This is very complicated <laughs> shit, guys. You can't just ask me freaking questions and expect me to know the answer to it. Yeah, you look visibly stressed out by this. <laughs> I am red in the face. I'm very flushed at this point. My understanding that there's some dual timeline shit going on. Okay. By which Al... And Duncan traveled through time. Right. Then went back in time, destroyed the monster. I mean, they're already across two different timelines. I believe that they were then involved at Montauk Base in the experimentation. Listen, guys, this is extremely (laughs) complicated. And there are going to be no satisfying conclusions. So Preston and Duncan are controlling these mind control signals, experimenting on locals. At at one point, Preston says they're literally
1: abducting children
0: and homeless people. Why the f***? are these two
1: him. doing this because they're they had this done to them is this heck hazing it's like the communist
0: party <laughs> in russia man okay it's like the people who are involved get turned on it's like it doesn't matter who you are you could be top dog cia you're gonna get bumped R- right so these guys that are doing the experimentation they're not getting out of this alive all right okay they they're gonna have their minds wiped as soon as the as soon as the top brass guys shut this project on everyone's getting their minds wiped all right gotcha gotcha this so is like, like that we talked about before like project star wars or the shit it was called <laughs> they killed all those scientists because they knew too much this is very elementary stuff people
1: projects are you talking about star wars absolutely did you, did you think star I'm wars was real the death star those jedi scientists that were assassinated from the order from the emperor that, that rebel shit scum was- <laughs> you know when that death star is exploding you're getting your minds wiped jar jar he's not gonna remember shit this is me in a lucas (laughs) arts studio getting dragged out by security
0: george lucas stops the security wait (laughs) let him talk
1: let him hear what he has to say why is he using the force (laughs) hand You going to the LucasArts studios with is your head filled with all these conspiracies. You're rattling them all off. You're like, I think these ships exist in the real world. I think the story is based on ancient slabs. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coo, cuckoo, cuckoo, crazy guy. And then you go, and I think George Lucas is Jar Jar Binks himself. And the whole room goes silent. And George Lucas comes out of the shadows. Misa would watch what the f you're saying. <laughs> all, right, all right, we're getting sidetracked. getting back to the story.
0: Right, right, right. Preston and Duncan were operating this mind bending technology, but the
1: technology worked too well. It was discovered that. It, it feels like you don't even want to say what you're about to say.
0: They're outside, Rory. Okay. Oh, God. As soon as I finish this story, we're done. (sighs) The computer was able to read minds in order to control these programs. We know that. Right. But it got to the point the computer could produce a digital representation of what the person hooked up to the machine was thinking about. Okay. Preston claimed the subject could think of a solid object and the computer's transmitter would make it appear on the base out of nothing sometimes solid other times transparent like a vision later it was discovered that if the individual whose mind was powering the machine could think of another time period the machine could even generate a vortex there essentially a time machine
1: so you think of a time and the, the machine would create uh-huh. a wormhole to that time uh-huh okay that's, that's
0: pretty cool Maybe the most disturbing experiment was known as the seeing eye. This involved Duncan clutching a lock of someone's hair or a personal belonging. He claimed to be able to see through their eyes, hear through their ears, and feel through their body. Right. This is extremely Stranger Things. This is like, you know, Eleven putting on a little headband and she can go into the upside down.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes it. Uh, yeah, it. And she's able sense. to make
0: contact with anyone remotely. It's yeah. It's quite cool.
1: Yeah, that is cool. That's a good point.
0: And that seems to be what they've based this on, even though those card asses are too scared <laughs> to say it. But Preston explains in his book that this all came to an end when after they were followed by the creature, the, the basically the Gorgon, right. followed them through the wormhole and smashed up the machinery and killed people. They put an end to it. They shut down the experiment. They filled up the basement <clears throat> they filled up the underground basement with cement and they brainwashed all of the employees who worked on Montauk including okay. Preston, Al, Duncan and it was only through these new age therapies and watching a freaking sci-fi movie the Philadelphia Experiment right. that they were able to reclaim these memories
1: okay, it's starting to make a little bit more sense now
0: thoughts and I know what you're thinking I've, I've thrown at you a lot of insane stuff and all we've got to go on really at this point is uh, the word of Mr. Preston Nichols. Right. Because he's committed this to a book. And granted, it matches up with what Al and Duncan were saying. That right. They traveled through time. And indeed, he seems to have had some sort of interaction with them. He's actually worked with them. Yeah. There is one piece of physical evidence. In 2008, an unidentified carcass of an animal washed up on the beach of Long Island it quickly adopted the label of the montauk monster could it be that this is the beast that escaped through the wormhole feast your eyes oh god (laughs) jesus (laughs) christ what is that (laughs) you tell me that that isn't a demogorgon coming through a wormhole from 1943
1: why does it look like he's giving you the middle giving me the middle (laughs) finger (laughs) because he's pissed off (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm looking at here is very much... It, it, it is a body. Not so much as a carcass. It's still fleshy. It looks like it has the body of sort of a, a kangaroo goat. The skin of a rotisserie chicken. the <laughs> Legs of a chicken. <laughs> is this a chicken? Are you showing me a chicken, sir? Hey. Uh, it has, it has <clears throat> hands and arms... But the weirdest part is its head, which it has sort of a beaky nose and some teeth. Almost bird-like. Yeah, almost bird-like. A, Jesus a, a, Christ. Ra! <laughs> Ra! <laughs> He's dead! <laughs> the only thing that's weird about this is you told me that this creature <laughs> came through a wormhole uh-huh. and went apeshit, essentially, and uh-huh. killed a bunch of people. Yeah, I don't know if this creature <laughs> looks like it's capable of killing a lot of people. It's got a gut on it. <laughs> it looks heavy. Its arms are stumpy. It might be...
0: We, we don't know. There's no scale on that photograph. That might be 300 pounds.
1: No, no, no one's ever been killed with a creature with a beak.
0: <laughs> I'm going to lay hey, that out there as fact. Lots of our ancestors probably died due to like terror birds. terror birds you ever seen those like prehistoric birds that were like the size of a house no
1: alright that's another topic for another day (laughs) um I don't I don't know I mean why why does anyone think that this is the Montauk because what other animal is it did someone force like a cow and a chicken to breed have (laughs) you seen Cartoon Network's popular animated series cow and chicken so you're saying that this beast they fucked yes (laughs) mama had a cow when daddy had a chicken then they fucked
0: (laughs) they turned to porno and this thing washed up in the sewers of nickelodeon studio there is a brazzers logo on the bottom corner of that so you're saying that there's nothing fishy about this unidentified beast washing up on the shores of montauk air force base
1: Uh, it's a little weird it's it's weird more than a
0: little weird full disclaimer Uh, Lots of people think it's a raccoon. (laughs) What? With a beak? Apparently that's kind of what raccoons look like. (laughs) When they're like...
1: Hairless? Yeah. Right,
0: okay. When they're kind of shaved. I'll be real with you, Roy. There's a lot more to this story that I'm not going to cover today. Uh, They go to... uh, They went through this wormhole uh, created using mind-computer interfacing technologies. They went to the times of Jesus and ancient Egypt and to Mars. In yeah, there's fact. a very
1: good reason why you should leave all of that out of
0: this. All podcast. that fantastic evidence aside, I think I've spun for you quite enough of a tale of mystery and intrigue. Um <laughs> with more than enough evidence, I would say. To quote the one piece of evidence uh-huh, uh-huh. that you went back on and said was a raccoon? <laughs> I don't remember any such thing. I think you'll find. I think it's about time that I stop talking. Spin this round to you, All and uh, and you can just really, uh, you know, just seal the deal and really, you know, uh, tell the listeners why this they should believe in this story.
1: Well, I don't know if I'm necessarily going to take that approach to it.
0: Yeah, no, know I, I think you should. I,
1: I've kind of just like set,
0: like you know, just me up. I've just yeah, I've just kind of he's, he's thrown you a little uh, slow one, and you just got a bat out of the park. You know,
1: mm, it's pretty fast actually. It's really? got a curve on it too. It's heading towards my freaking jugular as well. It's a knife, actually. Now that it's closer, I can see you're throwing knives. And I've got a tennis
0: racket instead of a bat. How about that?
1: Look, I'm always ready to uh, get on board when I hear the government are up to some shady stuff. Because taxes are theft. Because taxes are theft. I refuse to pay. (laughs) And yes,
0: I'm recording this from house arrest.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, I don't don't know. There's two questions to be asked here. Uh The first one is, do I think... There were some suspicious or sneaky undermined underhanded things going on at this Montauk base. I think that's a very real possibility, especially at the time that these events were taking place. I mean, we already know about so many super shady secret CIA operations. I mean, we'll get onto it at some point, but MK Ultra, for example. Dude, I mean, the other half
0: of this story is MK Ultra.
1: Yeah. And but- I can't wait to get to it
0: because it is verifiable fact. That it, that genuinely, went, that that's went the on. scary one. That's is it we we'll come to one. the
1: conclusion it's like, well, it is real because it is it's real. Like that's yeah, insane. It's
0: literally like declassified, like it got leaked whenever like Nixon was in office. It was a yeah. whole thing.
1: Yeah, so uh, well, there's no surprise the government has been up to some shady stuff uh-huh. in the past. Do I think two men from the past, went to the future and then the past again, then back to the future, uh-huh. whilst a demigorgon shaped like a small, hairless mm-hmm, raccoon mm-hmm. tore the faces off a bunch of uh-huh. brainwashed scientists? Obviously, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's certified fact. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's gonna be a no. You're for a me. raccoon. <laughs> you are a raccoon. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> F- raccoon. <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. Jesus. What do you think, sir? If you're not a raccoon.
0: I can't be sure that I'm not a raccoon.
1: <laughs> I just hate other raccoons. <laughs> wasn't that, I never
0: claimed to know that the point of
1: like Plato's
0: cave or some shit is that no one knows if they're a raccoon or not.
1: Right. It's that raccoons would look at the shadows of, of raccoons yeah. and cave painting of raccoons. And then one raccoon eventually escaped the uh, cave and, and died. And the idea was don't leave the cave. The cave is yeah. warm and you'll be safe by the It's full of trash, <laughs> it's which full is perfect of trash. raccoon food. <laughs> I mean, it's like
0: Morpheus said in The Matrix, take the blue pill. Stay in the cave. And remain a raccoon. Or take the red pill and realize your true destiny.
1: (laughs) True (laughs) destiny is actually a lot of work. It's really scary as well. But the trash cave (laughs) is safe and warm.
0: (laughs) This is crazy. Right. Um, We have already determined the entire Philadelphia project to be false. False. It's. Po- I agree. It is possible that at Montauk Air Force Base, if locals think that some weird stuff is going on, yeah, entirely possible. But as for time traveling <laughs> demogorgons, I think we're gonna have to chalk it up to a no. That's gonna be a double no. this It's a week, double no, unfortunately. But the point of this cast was to bring to you guys some of the the legend that has gone into the making of this this uh, incredible TV show, Stranger Things. And actually, what kind of hack writers these guys
1: are, because they've lifted the entire plot. This is crazy. Exactly. Thieved it up. And yes, we are here to tell you about these quote-unquote paranormal events that took place in the past. But ultimately, what the goal of this podcast to do uh-huh. is to roll up a fat truth and pass it around to all you guys so you can... you can smoke it down some some people like
0: to sprinkle like a little bit of lies in there just to help it burn better i mean just like sit
1: better but we like a hundred percent green truth sometimes i have truth brownies i had truth brownies in amsterdam and they blew my mind truth is surprisingly legal in amsterdam (laughs) truth has
0: actually become increasingly medicalized across the united states yeah
1: and in California, you can get a truth license. <laughs> and it's actually pretty easy to get a hold of the truth. So illegal. So I'm pretty truthed up right now. No word of a lie. <laughs> truth
0: is stranger than fiction, folks. Right. I think that wraps it up for this week's episode. I think so. If you have enjoyed this episode, please hit us up on the socials. We're at Twitter, at ThisParaLife. Roy's at Roy HasBars. I'm at Kit Greer. Mm-hmm. We're on Facebook. At This Paranormal Life uh, We have a new Facebook group Which is legit popping off With the dankest truth memes <laughs> All day long It's incredible It's The Secret Society Remember to tell your friends and family Get the word out there But also right. shh, Please keep it quiet Keep it on the down low I mean it is Secret Society Please have respect for those in the group Also share it with all your friends But just remember yeah. to
1: shh. Ultimately Tell shh, your friends, family, everyone but, We have a
0: new Patreon Can you believe on the Patreon, you can get access to exclusive audio content, the show notes blog, where you can find all the images, videos, and
1: other worldly shit that we post alongside the episodes. Exactly. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, there's so many people do Patreon and they don't really... It's not worth the money. It's not worth the money. Well, just for an example... Uh-huh. Last week Uh for that episode, the show notes included Uh This Paranormal Life's top tips and advice for strangling horses. That's right. A whole paragraph dedicated to informing the public. A
0: three year university degree. (laughs) Exactly. In one frickin' show notes blog, you can get access for $2. Can you believe it? Nay. (laughs) I strangle the shit out of you.
1: You f***ing horse! You fucking horse! No, I just doing the voice. I was just doing the voice. Let go. Let go of me. I just doing the voice. <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. I just, I just get fired up. <laughs> right, sorry. It won't happen again. I eat a carrot. Are you a horse? I'll kill you. you horse now? <laughs> just is uh, a bad experience with horses as a child. If you need
0: This Paranormal Life merchandise, that is on our Patreon. You can get access to Lombardi Liquid of the Dead, signed Polaroids, yeah. and praise ra t-shirts thank you so much to those who have pledged on patreon thus far we couldn't do it without your support we appreciate it so much absolutely we're currently receiving rewards from our suppliers and we're uh, shipping those out at the moment to all you guys who've pledged so far and if you have your own submissions for uh, episode ideas any thoughts on the podcast anything at all you can send that to this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com Thank you so much for listening. And remember to tune in next Tuesday for another Paranormal Tale.